over these first days of the retreat, we'll gradually be expanding the instructions to include every aspect of your experience, to encompass the four satipatthanas, uh, foundations of mindfulness, these invitations to bring awareness to every aspect of your day and your experience. And so this is not um, a rigid, linear unfolding because, of course, all of these things have been happening all along, right? You're seeing, feeling, thinking, hearing, whatever. But we unfold the instructions in this gradual way so it doesn't seem too overwhelming or complicated. Many of you have had this full set of instructions before, basically uh, know the direction of the practice how to develop mindfulness. So they're just gentle reminders for us, this invitation to come into presence again and again and to be with whatever is happening with a kind, interested, relaxed attention. This is the practice that we're inviting you into over and over again. One of my teachers, Sayadaw Utejaniya, invites us to ask the question every now and then, am I aware? And the good thing about asking that question is if you have enough mindfulness to ask it, usually the answer is yes. So you get that little positive affirmation, yes, I am aware. And then to have the inquiry, what am I aware of? And it just highlights what are you paying attention to. So again, can include that as you practice, just gently every now and then. Am I aware? What am I aware of? Can also then include, how am I relating to that? What is the attitude, the relationship in the mind to that particular experience? And they usually fall in one of three broad categories of Liking, wanting, holding on, not liking, pushing away, aversion, or really spacing out and not quite connected, not knowing what is happening. So can in, use this if it's helpful for you. And in this last in investigation, what we're really um, pointing to is aspects of the third and fourth foundation, the emotional response to experience, so the presence or absence of hindrances or kalesas, greed, aversion, delusion, the states of mind, peace, calm, contentment, agitation, and then thinking. We have to admit that even here on a month or two-month retreat, we spend a huge amount of time thinking, right? Just mulling over things, planning, worrying, rehearsing, regretting, rehashing, remembering, all of the different processes that go on in the mind. So being able to bring the whole field of mental energy of thought into our awareness is really very helpful. But it's not an easy object. With thoughts, we so easily get identified and sucked in. It's kind of the last bastion of the sense of self. You can kind of get that the body's not who we are as we listen to sounds or have other sense experiences, can see they arise and pass. But thoughts can hold this 
weight for us of identification of who we are. So very easy to get lost. We're, we can be mindful for a moment and then gone. We're just in the thought, thinking it, believing it, in that world created by our thinking. So an interest or a willingness to include thinking in our practice is so helpful. Again, in a gentle way. Often because thought is so compelling that skillful ways of just letting the thinking go can be really helpful. So we explore what does that look like. We can uh, begin with naming the fact that thinking is happening. Oh, when we come into awareness and realize we've been lost in thought, just to note perhaps thinking, thinking. You kind of, like Bonnie said yesterday, puts a window frame around it. So we see clearly, oh, it's another process that's been going on that I can bring mindfulness to. Sometimes getting a little clearer about the kinds of thinking. So you might note, note, oh, remembering, or planning, or worrying, or this work situation, or the body, and some aspect of the body that's perhaps challenging. You just give it a name that uh, invites you into clarity around that process. It can be helpful. But what's often happening if there's obsessive thinking, if the thoughts keep swirling around, coming back, repetitive, there's usually some underlying emotion that's the fuel, that's the trigger for the thoughts. So unless we land in that, have some sense of what that is, the, the engine will still be turning and the thoughts will spin out of that. So we can swat them away all we like. And that is not a helpful practice to use the fly swatter against the thoughts. I call it the whack-a-mole game, you know, where it's like bang, bang, bang. That's just adding aversion, and it's not actually opening to what's really happening. So if you find you're in a repetitive train of thinking, if there's a swirl of thoughts around a theme, can you open to what's actually happening? And it again, naming the emotion if it's clear, but really just shifting the attention from the mental energy to the felt sense of the body. What's happening here? And sometimes it's clear there's fear or worry or anxiety or resentment or sadness or excitement, wanting, delight, looking for. But sometimes it's not clear, but the shift of attention from the mental to the physical can kind of break up the addiction to the thinking and the obsession around the thinking, even if it's momentary. So if you notice that's happening for you, again, landing the attention in the body, I often find using the breath here is helpful. Taking a few deeper breaths, softening. Usually if there's been a lot of thinking, there's some contraction in the body, in the face, the th- the, around the eyes, the mouth, the jaw. You might find it in the center of the chest or the diaphragm. We invite ourselves back into the present moment, relax, release, and then explore what's happening here. What can I know? This is where the RAIN acronym is really helpful. If you remember, Bonnie introduced it yesterday. We recognize what's happening. This is the naming process. We accept or allow, this is the truth of this moment. This is my experience. And then for the I, we can, uh, it can stand for investigation or interest, but I actually prefer intimacy. Just getting close to that experience, knowing it, being with it. 
And then the N for not personal or non-identification, <clears throat> meaning you don't own that particular experience. It doesn't define you. This is, an a- this is just an aspect of being human, having these emotions, feelings come and go. But for that N, I also like nature. It's just very natural that this should arise given these conditions. So again, we take the kind of stickiness and, and identification out of the experience and perhaps are able to rest in it a little more completely. So these experiences never happen in isolation. In our practice, we're including everything and the mindfulness can flow between these different aspects of experience. Another um, technique for working with thoughts, you can use the naming, the, the just thinking or the kind of thought, but sometimes we just want to say, not now. I'm just not in an aversive way, but just not feeding or giving energy to that particular train of thought. And if, if, if you can do that with some gentleness, it can really just allow the energy to subside, allow the energy to not... And you may need to say it a hundred times, but if you say it with some confidence, some real sense of intention, it just doesn't feed the thoughts in the same way as if we're always in contention with them and moving towards them and trying to push them away. It's just a very clear, not useful to dwell on this now. Can't do anything about this now. Knowing it's a dead end. Thought these thoughts a hundred, a thousand times. So we just say, not now. And then also to actually investigate what a thought is. There's such a strong aspect of our experience and our sense of ourselves in the world It's how we create the world, as the Dhammapada said. With our thoughts, we create the world. But what is a thought? To actually, in your mindfulness practice, bring awareness to a thought. A thought is just a blip of mental energy. Perhaps you hear the words, sometimes we see the words, sometimes it's actually just a mental image. Sometimes it's just a fuzzy awareness that this verbal aspect is happening and there's not a lot of clarity about it. But get curious. How do you experience a thought? So I I invite you, as you're sitting here, paying attention, breath and body posture, be aware of the next thought that happens when I finish speaking. Did you have one yet? Often the thought is, I'm not having any thoughts. But that's a thought, right? Just to see, what what is it like to see the beginning, middle, and end of a thought? Just as we would with a sound that arises, with a sensation in the body, with a breath. They have this flow, they have this conditioned nature. So practicing with thoughts in this gentle, interested way. Again, not making thoughts a problem, bad or wrong. We can include them in the field of awareness, but we don't have to feed them. We don't have to believe the stories they tell, the fantasies they invite us into, the places of 
um, difficulty and challenge that they can create for us around feelings of lack of self-worth or doubt, fear and anger, we can really affirm the stability of mind and the sense of contentment and ease that we're cultivating here in the practice. And so can even use the practice of renunciation or better relinquishment of just not giving energy, not feeding this aspect, especially when we see it only takes us away from being fully present. It takes us away from a sense of contentment or ease because thoughts are often telling us stories of not enough, not good enough, not having enough, not being enough, and that out there in the future, in some different experience or realm, things will be better. Our practice is to land here and now and just be with experiences simply, as directly, as intimately as possible, including thoughts in that realm of experience, but not making the adversary, but not also believing their siren song of distraction and uh, fantasy. So again, just checking in with your posture as you sit, straightness of spine, sense of dignity and uprightness, but also relaxation. Getting familiar with how you invite that sense of ease in the body. Is it by softening in the face, letting the shoulders drop, shoulder blades down, the belly released, letting the arms just rest gently, relaxed, supported by a cushion or your thighs, however they're arranged. Inviting presence, this kind, relaxed, interested attention. Am I aware? What am I aware of? And how am I relating to that? Always interested in not just what's happening, but what's the response, the mood, the flavor in the mind? Wanting, not wanting, checking out, disconnected. But always not making it too complicated. Most of the time we're just sitting in presence, breath, body, sounds, knowing what's happening intimately in this field of sensations, but including the terrain of the mind, thoughts, the moods, the emotions that come, willing to explore and understand what's happening in this field as well. 